to the Reality Check Podcast, Episode 9, on pregnancy, anti-anxiety, and mindfulness. I have a special guest on today, my wife, Maria Phillips, who will be sharing her unique perspective on a birth experience, as well as on meditation and mindfulness in general. So before we get into it, I'd like to give you a bit of a brief history. We met in Year 9, and I can't remember the class, neither of us can, but we were quite flirty. I remember thinking of you being quite unique um, and different to a lot of the other people there, and it's fairly cliche, <laughs> but you basically were, so welcome, Maria. Thank you. <laughs> Suffice to say, we are both, or I was at least, fairly shy in that class, and I didn't take it further. I was too afraid to ask you out or do anything, and I you know, just kept to the flirty, and then serves me right because you moved away at yeah. the end of that year, and I didn't hear, you f- hear about you for a while. Um, we actually both have a fairly similar story. After that, um, both of us left, uh, moved out of home about 15, 16 year old, and your parents actually left the country to return back to Russia. Yeah. And you stayed here on your own or with friends, but yeah. no family members. Yeah. Um, and we'll definitely go into that in a later episode. Sure. Anyway, about six years ago, Facebook and MSN, if you remember that, <laughs> um, <laughs> messages caused us to eventually catch up and we got together. Now, I um, obviously, I really care for you and all that sort of jazz. Yeah. <laughs> um, and for those that don't know, I've got a full back tattoo. It's basically, there's a tree in the middle, and on one side, it's black and white, nighttime scenes, and sort of deathly. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, it's coloured, and daylight, and life. Yeah. And I put it down to the changing thought patterns that have occurred over the time we've been together. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's not just you, but a lot of it is, is you know, has mm. been your influence and it's helped me to, it sort of represents the change in my mental state. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it's obviously like, it's a quite a big dichotomy and it's more complicated than that, mm. but it sort of represents that change. And I suppose one of the main lessons that you've taught me is, I suppose the best representation is the cliche, stop and smell the roses. Yeah. You know, I remember for ages, well, it still happens, I'll be ruminating or in my head or mm. just talking about something and I just wouldn't be present. And you would sort of always highlight something that was happening around us in the moment. So we'd be walking and you would point out like the moon or the sunset or I remember like a caterpillar just eating. And then we would sit and watch and talk about Mm, it. mm. And it did a couple of things. It made me realize that I'd not really been present to a lot of my life. And it also helped me to get out of my head and into that moment. That's Mm. something that I've tried to do. And I've noticed myself that. I would do that to you when you're in your when you're you in your do, hand. You do that now yeah, we, yeah, we sort of try to sort of play that back and forth. But it's a very good lesson to me that when I'm feeling anxious and stressed, is just to try and be present in the moment. And that's something that I really mm. am grateful for. Your it's a beautiful scene. Yeah. So, what I wanted to talk about is mm-hmm. um, well, first of all, inform everyone that we've just had our first um, our firstborn child has just been born, Archie Jack Phillips. Mm. Um, very happy and healthy. Yeah. Um, it was one of the most um, intense experiences of my life, and I'm sure yours Absolutely. too. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. But surprisingly, to me at least, the birth process sort of sort of disproved every cliche yeah. of pregnancy that I've found. You know, it really did. It really did. Like everyone was saying all of these horrible things that would happen and all of these mm. anxieties, and not everyone, a lot of people just put all of their stories yeah. Yeah. like this 
don't know if you noticed it, but every every person you spoke to obviously has gone through, or most females mm. have gone through a birth experience, yeah. and they're talking about their trauma. Yeah. Not necessarily yeah. trauma, but their experience, and they'll say, hey, this happened, this happened, this happened. And I... I don't really want to, I want to talk about the, the birth experience, not as a birthing experience, but as a, an experience of a traumatic or significant or, or mm. intense experience itself. Yeah. So everyone's gone through this experience and it's fairly traumatic, obviously. And it's, it's, you know, in modern life, we don't experience much significant trauma, you know? No, I've never been in pain before. Never been in pain. Yeah. And like, we might never be in a car crash. It's yeah. rare to see violence. So it's a common extreme experience that we all have. Yeah. So it's burnt into our memories. So what I found is both mothers and fathers will share mm. everything, mm -hmm. some of it good, some of it bad. But what I found was is that your experience or what I what we experienced together mm. was quite a lot different to a lot of people. Yeah. Now, some of it is obviously luck, but I do put a lot of it down to preparation and your disposition. Yeah. And, you know, prior to the pregnancy, prior to everything, you've got a, you've had a steady meditation practice. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which gives you quite a calm and mindful disposition, although you'll say that you've got a lot of anxiety and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Sometimes I do on the inside, but it doesn't show, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> it might not show. So to, to put it in perspective, we, we arrived at the hospital after, um, you know, we thought we were going into labor. We mm, got to the mm. hospital and the midwives looked at you and basically mm. didn't believe that anything was happening. Yeah. yeah. And go, then, yeah, share what happened. Oh, they, I was in pre-labor for two days and they, um, and then I thought it was time to go to the hospital and the midwives were like, no, you're not in labor. You need to go home and take a Panadol and you're probably going to be like this for another two days and you're fine. And I was like, no, I don't think I'm fine. I think I'm going to have this baby. So, so she was, she was saying that, but mm. externally she looked very, very calm. Yeah. Apparently I looked a lot calmer than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> so, so suffice to say six hours later, the baby was out. Yeah. Yep. Born six hours later after they said, go home and take a Panadol. You expect her in two days. Yeah. Now, so I, I have a fear that talking about this, people listening will be like, oh, well, you're lucky, well, you're lucky. And yeah. I'm sure some of it well, is yeah. luck. Yeah. But let's talk about your meditation practice yep. in general and then what we did for the for preparation for this expected traumatic okay. experience. So just if you can just give a brief summary of what you do maybe daily or your general well, I mindset. I try and take um, some time daily, at least some mindful reflection, I guess, or meditation. Um, and I've been trying to do that probably since I was 12. What would that involve, like, specifically? Um, basically, focusing on breathing and coming into the moment and just trying to find that quiet place inside you where you're not in your head anxious, but you're calm inside. There's a, there is a calm place inside everyone that, if you find it, it can really help deal with a lot of problems. Um so, I mean, you know, some days I'm a lot better at it than other days, but... It's a practice, it's, it's not a perfection. Yeah, 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 you have to keep trying. Um, which I think is why everyone always thinks I'm so calm, because even if I feel stressed, I'm trying to find that place inside me, so that's what people can see. Do you do, you do it as a daily, like, 
in this particular time or is it more in um, response to an event? It's both. There's times when I set time aside for it, which is very good to do and sometimes you get too busy and you don't do it. But other, it's also part of it is um, actually trying to do it when you are stressed or when you're in the moment of stress. Yeah. And when something happens, that's when you actually need to be able to do it as well. So what would you do then? Same, just sort of look inside, do some deep breaths, um, try and find that quiet place inside you. You can use um, like some words that help calm you down. Like, like a mantra or yeah, a or prayer say, or something similar. Yeah, yeah, anything that suits or you can even just say to yourself, I am calm or I've got this or, you know, whatever it takes to to get you back in control of your anxiety. Okay. Yeah. So in preparation for the birth... Itself. Itself, yeah. we... Did quite a few things. Yes. Um, the main one was going through a calm birth. Now that's a that's a program that's yeah. It's a type of hypnobirthing. It's a birth class that teaches you to um, be calm and in control while you're in labour, and to use breathing techniques to help the baby to come out. Basically. So so I'll put some links in so you can read about this yourself. But I found some benefit to it. Basically, every night we would listen to a sort of guided meditation yeah, and the and first it's quite long it's 20 to 40 minutes long 20 to 30 minutes one. long yeah the, the the first half was sort of getting you into the moment mm-hmm. and then it sort of started talking about the birth process yeah and one of them um the really long one is just a birth preparation so the idea that you go through the birth in your head over and over again and it's a calm experience in your head and so when the real thing happens you're so prepared in your head that the body already sort of knows what to do or mm. you're ready for it. I remember you saying that after it happened during the pregnancy or during the birth, you were sort of you're during like the labor, a, during yeah. the sorry, during yeah. the labor, you you knew what was happening because you've you've been talked through this process That's over right. and over again. Yeah. And that and, that and helped. Part of that was the education as well, which was part of the birth class too, knowing mm. exactly what's going on with your body at the time. Yeah. As well. Could you could you see a benefit in this process and like sort of external to the birth so since mm-hmm. since then we've actually taken those meditations and mm. cut them to take out the birth part yeah, yeah so so can you see a benefit in guided meditation for sort of dealing with just general life stress oh absolutely yeah i really um it's sort of i guess showing me how important it is because it's guided meditation something i've probably done not a huge amount of before. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I personally have an issue with it until this this yeah, birth process sort yeah, of proved I didn't it. Realize how strong it was. As Ex- well. Exactly. Yeah. I, I found that for me personally, I feel like a guided meditation is almost like I'm worried that. I mean, it is. It, I'm worried that it's doing what it's gonna do, and <laughs> it's more like I'm letting someone external to me change me. Yes. And obviously, that's what it's designed for. But I'm yeah. a bit. I guess I'm a bit cagey or a bit hesitant to that yeah a bit untrustful to let someone in but it also just it's hard to believe it's really going to work isn't it yeah person just talking to you making Mm. random sounds (laughs) (laughs) i think something you said to me is 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 try something for say two weeks yeah yeah um and see if it helps and see if it helps um so i'm looking for myself sort of a guided meditations that are more suitable to me or that sort of stuff but i've definitely found some benefit in this so, from listening to these CDs, I noticed there's or these these um, meditations. I've noticed mm-hmm. there's three components to it. Yep. There's a education, 
like they sort of teach you what's happening. Mm-hmm. They help you to detach or escape from, or teach you how to do that in the moment. Yeah. And obviously there's a meditation aspect. Yeah. So focusing, focusing on the education aspect, I feel like the fact that we, we knew, you know, this would happen and this would happen and this would happen. Yeah. Yeah helped you to overcome the anxiety would you would you agree with that absolutely yeah because things are happening to your body in labor that you could very easily have a big panic attack about but if you are pre-prepared and you know like okay the next step is this then when that next step happens you go it doesn't feel good but i know that this is actually on the right path of where we're going the the knowledge of what's going to happen gave you the power and the understanding that it's normal yeah exactly Mm. And I remember um, when it was all in the big throw of things, yeah. you were saying out loud just once, you're like, I can't do this. Yeah, that was transition. That was transition. Yeah. But in your mind, you you said that you recognized that that was happening. So there's almost two parts of you. Like yes. externally, you were saying something, but there was a part of you internally that going, oh, I know what's happening and that yeah. was fine. That was like the detached part of me that was sort of watching and then there was the part of me that was feeling it all that was saying I can't do this but then the detached part was like oh cool I'm going through a transition that means I'm nearly there fair enough I think yeah. it's um I think the idea of educating yourself mm. in just in general like mm. for me on my side of things I was watching it happening and I'm like okay this is happening and yeah and it really helped you to support me as well exactly the, yeah. the other thing I found was having someone calm or having myself there knowing what was happening and just saying this is normal mm-hmm. and I knew it was normal and you were looking at me like a sponge if I was acting yes if I seemed scared scared or unsure I you would, would take that on I would have let fear in as well exactly yeah. so I think it's another part of it actually that's worth mentioning with the calm birth it's about not letting fear into the experience mm. so that was big so so it was having that so it was a combination of the 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 general practice yeah teaching you to be able to detach from it during yeah. it and the education of what's happening yes. as well as a supporting environment. Yes. So my question is, is this is all well and good for a, for a birth, which is yeah. a, I've got this planned significant experience. Yeah, sure. How do you think this whole process will help you or could help you to deal with, you know, the general life stress yeah. for one and also facing a future trauma experience? Um, well, general life, I've already been using it like since he was born the last two weeks when I feel stressed, you know, going back to the breathing techniques and even putting those same meditations on because um, the baby heard them in the womb and I've been listening to them for months. Um, it's sort of helping me deal with stress in day-to-day. Um, what, if, what if you had to face another traumatic event? Well, I think I'd be able to, like, draw on those skills I learnt from the birth and... And hopefully go into that space again and just use the breathing. The breathing's a really big one as well. Um, it just helps to center you and calm you. So if you can remember to do that when you are going through another trauma, then you would deal with it a lot better. So it's it's, it's helped to give you a skill set to deal yeah, with. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. Mm. And she even said that in the class. She said, this isn't just about your labor. This is about life skills. Life skills afterwards. Yeah. You said something earlier saying, um, I've never felt pain. Yeah, yeah, you don't. Can, can you, can you ex- ex- extend upon that? Well, I've always been very lucky with my health and body and, you know, part of that's looking after myself and, and my parents had a value of health. So they would, I guess, in what way they can, try to avoid me getting sick. But also I then took that on and 
you know, I, I try and look after myself and I've never really been sick. When I first came to Australia, I had like a really bad tummy bug that I was in hospital for and that hurt a bit, but it really wasn't that bad. And, you know, I've never had a broken bone. I mean, I sh- you know, touch wood, but I've never, I've never been sick, you know, I've mm. never been in pain. So this is the first time that I actually had to deal with it. Mm. I, I've, I've heard it said on, um, the Jocko Willink podcast, yeah. he basically would read stories about war. Yeah. And at the end he said, you know, if you've got a problem, realize that you, you know, you've mm. never been hungry. You've You're never exactly been tired. Right. You've never felt pain. No, no, I haven't. I actually haven't. And it's, and it, it's you sort of. You think you have, but you haven't. Like, it, it put things yeah. into perspective for you. And then like, I, I was watching you and I'm like, man, I've never seen anything like this. Mm. Mm. Um, so do you think that moving forward, let's say you do break, get a broken bone mm. and like, who knows what the. relative pain will be but in my mind it feels like it'll be it'll give you a perspective it's like well this is bad but it wasn't as intense as that previous experience Mm. hopefully yeah give you some detachment to that apparently there are some illnesses that hurt as bad as childbirth (laughs) hopefully we won't go back there (laughs) (laughs) fair enough okay so um what i wanted to do is is now that you're here i'll get your help um Mm -hmm. so just so everyone knows i've been um putting out some one minute videos on you know, my social media. That's Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube yep. um, that are like one minute insight videos of either talking about things that have helped me or talking about my story. I've also put out a blog and obviously this podcast yep. as well as I've released a book and all of those things together have generated a bit of response yep. um, and people have asked some questions. So I'm wanting to, to get to that. So um, yeah, if maybe you can read I'll a couple read, of questions I'll read a couple and I'll questions. Okay. So, number one, reading your story, it's clear that you've gone through some intense experiences. So, what made you want to share those experiences with the world? So, for those who don't know, I've uh, my father was um, a drug dealer and a um, an addict, and mm-hmm. it was a fairly intense environment. Um, yeah. And and dealing with that, you know, when when I was growing up, it felt fairly normal to me. I wasn't mm-hmm. aware. I thought everyone's father was. Yeah, of course. A drug dealer. Yeah. I, thought, I thought, thought that was normal. And then yeah, obviously it wasn't. And, you know, in that environment, he, he never did anything sort of, he never abused, never abused me. You, yeah. He never abused me directly. He neglected me. Yeah. yeah. But there was issues with the people that came into his house, his clientele. Of course. Yeah. And I'm not a hundred percent sure what, what exactly happened, but I know that I'm, I'm working through it. Of course. And, and I found that basically in society, no one really talks. I mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's starting to get a bit more, a bit more talked about, but I know in my own group and in a lot of groups, it's just not shared. Mm-hmm. And I found that once I started talking to people, it sort of opened up talking as a possibility. Yeah. And I realized that a lot of the stuff that I'd went through and the inner, inner processes could be just breached and like gotten, gotten through quickly. Yeah if I provided that outlet to other people. Mm-hmm. So for me, I found that it took, you know, a two years process as you've mm-hmm. seen me writing yeah. my whole story. Um, so for those that are interested, I've got it on my website. It's called under the influence reclaiming my childhood. And that took me about two years to write. And I wrote it because, well, I felt like I had to, but if I was in a more of a place to be able to share it, mm-hmm. I, it would have already been out and already been done. The process of writing it sort of released me from some of the binds of my story. And 
what I hope is, is that by sharing my story and putting myself out there, I can actually help people to do the same mm. and sort of get them through, you know, the years of inner turmoil that I faced quicker. Before they can share it. Yeah, so yeah. they can just get jump them past that so they don't have to deal with the same crap that I dealt yeah. with, basically. That's great. So, yeah. All right. Well, next question. Um, what's your ang- What's your go-to anxiety killer? So how can I stop an anxiety attack before it becomes extreme? So I have a few. Um, in terms of go-to killer, I more prefer ongoing mm, sort of doses. prevention as opposed to cures, but I'll, I'll go into both. I try to meditate daily. Yep. Um, I do a significant amount of exercise and yep. martial arts, and I try to read, write, and listen to music. Those are the sort of things that keep me sane. Yeah. Yep. Um, Nurturing your mind. Yeah. Keep yeah. keep myself going. In if I get really bad, I will. I have taken antidepressants, and I've written about how they made me feel mm-hmm. a bit sort of didn't make me feel bad. It didn't make me feel good. It made me feel sort of average. Yeah. Kept sure. me alive. So there, there's my backups. I try to keep myself sane. If I can't, mm. I'll go to medi- um, medication. medication. Yep. But that's a last resort mm-hmm. for me. But in terms of something happening in the moment, there's a couple of things. I I like the idea of getting your body moving. So maybe go for a run. Yes. I like the idea of a a, a present state focused meditation. Mm-hmm. So you'll take a couple of deep breaths and you'll focus on what you can see in the environment. Mm-hmm. So if you take a breath in nice and slow, nice and slow out, what can you see? Mm-hmm. Then you'll go, what can you feel? What can you touch? What can you taste? What can you smell? Yeah. The five so senses. I, yeah. Five senses. Yeah. Cycle through that about three times. And mm-hmm. what that does is is you're getting about 15 slow breaths and you're focusing on what's happening now. And I've done that a few times yeah. in the last two weeks. <laughs> yeah. It takes you into the current moment, mm-hmm. makes you mindful, and gets you out of your head. Yeah. Now, it won't stop whatever's been going on, but it will hopefully provide a bit of like a, a bit of temporary release. Yeah. It's like taking... It's like putting an ice pack on an inflamed wound. Mm. It won't necessarily fix it, but it'll stop the inflammation getting bigger and might give you a bit of a chance to do something about yeah. it. Yeah. Sort of a bit of mental first aid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I like doing that. Like I said, the runs. Um, I also carry with me, I'm a bit of a weirdo, but I carry with me meditation beats. Yeah. And what I do is it's sort of, I just sort of fiddle with them and sort of feel... There's something to fidget with. Something to fidget yeah. with. Um, and there's a lot of different things. So I either use it just as a general fidget device mm-hmm. or once again, I'll focus my breath on each of those beats and focus the sensation on that. So it's, it's the same thing as trying to get me out of my mental rumination state and into the present moment. It's that mindful thing again. Yeah. It's all, it's all, it's all a mindful approach anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's great. So we've just got one more question. Um, I'm afraid of my past. I fear that delving into it will open a floodgate, um, of issues that I might not be able to deal with. What should I do? Okay. So with any, the first thing I'll say to to anyone would be if you're concerned about anything get professional help mm-hmm. i've seen a psychologist on and off for years now yeah and me too yeah exactly mm. it's 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 just basically talking it's so good yeah now a word on psychologists um i've had a few mm-hmm. some of them really good some of them quite shit yeah they're just people so mm-hmm. shop around until you can find one that suits you mm-hmm. Because taking advice from me or from other people as your first resource, not necessarily the yeah. best. Get some expert help. Yeah. Okay. That being said, what was the, it was. Um, well, 
what so it's basically saying worried about opening the floodgates. Yeah, so maybe this person might not want to go see a psychologist for this very same reason. Fair open the good point. Mm. I've got a couple of thoughts either way. Yeah. If your if your life's in a good place and you're functioning well, yeah. there's an argument in my mind to leave it alone. Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't have to go into it. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, so if you know if. If if you if you're everything's all going well and you're not facing any issues, it might be best to leave it alone. Mm. I was warned before I went down this process mm. that I will uncover things that yep. I won't be happy that I wouldn't be happy with, and I did. Of course, um, you did. <laughs> and and so now I I I realised that I'd had issues with you know people assaulting me and mm. the you didn't know before, did you? I had an inclination, yep. but it sort of really solidified, and yep. I've started to get images coming back, and it's. I've now got that in my mind that I can't take back. Yeah. So there is that risk. Mm-hmm. However, let's assume that things aren't going so great and you think it would help you. Mm-hmm. Set yourself up. Tell the people close to you that you're going down this path, mm-hmm. okay, and let them know, I'm going to investigate this. I'm going to look into it and I might need your help and support. Put on your wall different things that will help you or that mm-hmm. you know that help you. So for me, I would write up exercise, meditation, mm-hmm friendship, music, mm. et cetera, et cetera, so that it, when I do get bad, I've got those as a default. Yeah, and you're already staring at them. I'm already staring mm. at them. They're already there pre-prepared. Mm. Have expert help and advice. Yep. Okay? Um, and and go slow. Yes. Okay? Definitely. Don't don't just rush into it and go down. Like I said, writing my story took two years, mm. and prior to that two years, I was doing poetry, and prior to that, I was doing really shitty art <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was, you know... Yeah. An absolute joke in terms of actual <laughs> ability, but it was an expression. Got to do something. Yeah. Do something. Mm-hmm. I mean, take it slow because there is that risk that if you sort of puncture the dam that is your mind, it'll start flooding out. I actually, um, I'm going to make a comment on that. Yeah, I think yeah. you know when you're ready as well. If your brain's saying to you, oh, I don't know if I'm ready, you probably might not be ready because I think when you are ready, you'll be like, no, I'm, I'm doing this. Mm, so if you're not ready, maybe work on just anti-anxiety, anti, anxiety, anti yeah. or just, yeah. just, just general meditation mm. practices to, to get you into that ready yeah, state. Because if your body's saying to you that it's not ready, then it might not be. And there's no point pushing it hmm. as well. Okay. I think we'll, um, we'll, we'll call it there. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. I'll That's definitely, okay. um, thank you for having me. <laughs> no worries. Thanks for listening. And if you're after more content, I also have a blog that I update regularly, as well as a one-minute video series where I'll be sharing insights on a variety of topics, including mental health, motivation, psychology, and philosophy. I'm releasing a new video daily. And if you enjoyed this podcast, please do me a massive favour and either review it on iTunes or recommend it to two people. Share the link with them and tell them why they would enjoy listening to it. Finally, I'd love to hear from you, so please connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Zachary P. Phillips. Links to these, as well as anything discussed, are in the show notes. Thanks.